0: The first scripture reading comes to us today from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 6 through 11. Let us listen now for God's word to us. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law indeed it cannot and those who are in the flesh cannot please god but if you are in the flesh you are in the spirit since the spirit of god dwells in you anyone who does not have the spirit of christ does not belong to christ but if christ is in you through the body though the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness if the spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. God, who raised Jesus from the dead, will give life to your mortal bodies, also through God's Spirit that dwells in you. The second scripture
1: reading today comes from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. To give a little general context about this text, it might be helpful to know that the population of the time has been fractured. The people remain in tension with one another, and it seems as though the community's hope has been lost. This vision that Ezekiel has reminds him and reminds us today that God has been, is, and will forever be, at work, using people to bring new life to sorrow and despair-filled places and communities. Listen now to the word of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. God said to me, "'Mortal, can these bones live?' I answered, "'O Lord God, you know.' And he said to me, "'Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, "'O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord.'" Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath into you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, as I had been commanded, and as i prophesied suddenly there was a noise a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone i looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them but there was no breath in them then god said to me prophesy to the breath Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon thee slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them Thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O oh, my people. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O oh, my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act says the lord this is the word of the lord thanks be to god let's let's just go ahead and name it from the very beginning the images that might be in our minds right now after hearing this text from the book of ezekiel might be pretty gruesome horrifying and frightful this text is full of images that involve bones and sinews and skin and flesh and people coming up from their graves. The imagery found in this text might have caused some feelings of uneasiness, maybe even queasiness and discomfort. This narrative of Ezekiel's vision is a startling one and an alarming one and our brains might have just jumped to the anatomy and physiology of it all. But, like so many other narratives in the Bible, and like so many other messages from God, this narrative and this message does not just stop there, and neither should we. In Ezekiel's vision, the Lord God's voice bursts into the scene Just loud enough for Ezekiel to hear, though, and God says, mortal, can these bones live? God asks Ezekiel this question in the middle of a valley of dry bones, a valley that seems to be without life, a valley that seems to be without hope. Mortal, can these bones live, God asks. "'Oh, Lord God, you know,' Ezekiel answers. And then it is as if Ezekiel is reminded that whenever God is involved, a question that might at first sound like one of probability is transformed into a question of possibility. With this mindset, the question of, "'Can these bones live?' that God asks." is transformed into the question of how can God use Ezekiel to create new life and help these bones live. With this mindset, a question that was once simply directed to Ezekiel is now transformed into a question that involves God working with and through Ezekiel. This idea of questions has been on my mind in recent weeks and months. This Lenten season, we have been using materials from a sanctified art titled, Seeking Honest Questions for Deeper Faith. Through the use of these materials in worship and during small group and at retreats, we as individuals, as well as a community, have been invited, encouraged, and challenged to ask questions, and to seek new perspectives by engaging with questions, so that our faith may be deepened. This idea of questions also came up at a continuing education conference I attended a few months ago, and if you were at the RPC women's retreat a few weekends ago, this story might sound familiar. I just had to share it again. I, along with a few Riverside members, attended the Flagler Youth Ministry Forum this past February. It was there that I took a workshop with Carmel Bogolin. And if you need an example of the Holy Spirit at work connecting people and ideas and places to one another, here's an example for you. Carmel was that workshop leader and is also a collaborator for Sanctified Arts Lenten Materials and as this week's artist, you can see her work as your bulletin art for today. Carmel said something that completely blew my mind and changed my perspective on prayer. She shared a story. She shared with our workshop group that she had recently gotten engaged, and she said that as her now fiance got on one knee, he said how much he loved her, that she was his best friend, that he can't wait to spend the rest of his life with her, and so on and so on and so on. And Carmel shared that it wasn't until she was reflecting on this experience that she began to wonder what this experience might have been like if he had never got around to asking the question, Will you marry me? Carmel explained That all too often, this is similar to how we communicate, how we pray to God. All too often, we say, God, you are so wonderful. God, thank you for all that you do for me, all that you have given to me. God, I love you so much. And so on and so on and so on. And all too often, it is just us talking at God. What if, Carmel said, what if the prayers we prayed to God were open-ended questions? If we do that, she said, we must be open and ready to listen to how God responds. We must be open and ready to then respond ourselves. I'd like to think that embedded in between the lines in this text from the book of Ezekiel that there's an additional communication that happens between Ezekiel and God. I'd like to think that after God asks Ezekiel, can these bones live, mortal, and before Ezekiel responds to God's call and prophesies to the bones, that Ezekiel asks God a question— I'd like to think that Ezekiel trusted and believed so much that the answer to God's question was, Yes, Lord, of course these bones can live. Maybe, just maybe, Ezekiel then asked God a question back. These bones can live, O God, so how can you use me to breathe new life into them? I'd like to think and believe that after Ezekiel asked God that life-transforming question, that Ezekiel's prayer to God in the middle of the valley of dry bones might have sounded like this. See you. of the transformation of a question. Because Ezekiel might have just asked God, God, how can you use me? Because Ezekiel was ready and open to receive what God was calling him to do, because that might have been Ezekiel's prayer, and because Ezekiel did just as God had called and commanded him to do, death was turned into life. Despair was transformed into hope. An individual was reminded of a communal promise. In Ezekiel's vision, Ezekiel was first alone in the Valley of Dry Bones. Through the presence and work of the Holy Spirit and with Ezekiel's faith and participation, by the end of the text we read that Ezekiel was surrounded by a vast multitude, a community a reunited people. Ezekiel, an individual, asked and listened and responded to God's call, and communal transformation resulted. Ezekiel's hope was restored, and the community's hope was restored too. This text guides us from one individual's lived experience to an encounter and reminder that includes a vast multitude, This text moves us from an individual's faithful conviction to a communal theological proclamation. This text leads us to believe and to live out that, as one commentator wrote, this ridiculous radical hope is ours not only to hold, but to also proclaim. Ezekiel's vision reminds us, encourages us, and calls us to believe that God uses each of us and all of us to breathe new life into God's people for whom all hope seems lost. The same life-giving, life-redeeming, life-sustaining spirit that used Ezekiel to breathe new life into the valley of dry bones is the same Spirit who breathed life into Adam and Eve at the beginning of creation, and is the same Spirit who continues to breathe new life into you, into me, into us today. And once you experience the life-giving, life-redeeming, life-sustaining Spirit of the living God at work around you and within you and through you, You too are changed. You too are transformed. There is no going back after an experience like that. Like Ezekiel, you might become more aware of God's presence. You might even daringly ask, God, how can you use me? You might just boldly respond to God's call. In this vision, we are reminded that the Ruach, the spirit of our living God, has no limits and knows no bounds. Not death, nor fear, nor despair can stop God from using prophets and apostles, you and me, each of us and all of us, to bring life, peace, and hope to God's beloved people. Breathe life, God said to the prophet Ezekiel and says to us today, trusting in that promise and responding to god's call what if we took carmel's suggestion and ezekiel's inspiration and prayed to god by asking questions god how are you breathing new life to us god how can you use us to breathe new life into your people Riverside Church family, I see and feel and trust that God is present and at work through us through this community time and time again. God is breathing new life into this community whenever we choose to be in relationship and fellowship with one another and with God. God is breathing new life into this community through the affirmation, ordination, and installation of new elders and deacons and ministers. God is breathing new life into this community whenever a youth asks a question about who they are and whose they are. God is breathing new life into this community every time we show up at Soulsbacher to serve food, every time we show up to eye care meetings, every time we support the kids and families at Sanctuary on 8th Street and Desk, every time we prepare a meal or deliver flowers or send a card to our homebound members. God is breathing new life into this community whenever a college student receives a card or care package from their secret pal, and they feel the love and support of this community God is breathing new life into this community every time an invitation is extended, a visitor experiences a moment of belonging, someone chooses to join this congregation. God is breathing life into this community each and every time we show up for and with one another in the joys and pains of living. God calls us each of us and all of us, to breathe new life to God's beloved people, then it is up to us to respond. So as we continue to wonder and ask and pray and have faith, may we remember that we are claimed and chosen by the Holy One, the Holy Three, who is the source of all new life. May we daringly ask, God, how can you use us to breathe new life to your beloved people? May we be open and ready to receive however God responds. May we boldly respond to whatever God calls us to do. May our communal prayer sound a little something like this. May it be so. Amen.